Hello everyone, this is You've Got 5 Options, a radio show where we prove that 5 is a magic number. Our experts will give you 5 tips on how to make your private or professional life better. We will solve your life challenge by giving you 5 different options to choose from. And our guests will answer 5 exciting questions while live on air. Tune in and feel the magic of 5. Hello everyone, this is Marta and this is Anna and this is You've Got 5 Options show. Yes, and I was just listening to our intro and we promise a lot of shit. A lot of shit about number five. <laughs> like uh, we have today our uh, guest, Marie, Ma- guest Maria, which will have a prof- proper chance to introduce herself. And I was just looking at her when she was listening to the intro and I was like, wow, we are like saving the world with the magic mm-hmm. of five. But uh, I think we actually do. Uh, we do. What, yeah. Martha, do you, what do you think? Martha? Definitely our own world. Well, yes, and uh, you know, you always have to start with yourself, right? So if we save our own worlds, then it means that we save the world, like in a bigger sense. Jesus, yeah. okay, talk to I the man say. in the mirror. Yes, yeah. be like Michael Jackson. Well, maybe minus that part when he got white and did, died. Okay, that went um. grim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Merry let's, Christmas. <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, w- s- you know smoothly <laughs> turn. I, I to don't know our if there is any smooth, <laughs> smooth. Uh, f- but yes, let's 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 let's, Let, let's move from men in the mirror to smooth criminal. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you are right, Maria. You are like a little criminal now, aren't you? What do you mean? Like I, I have a feeling that you are a very different than uh, than what we could expect from a typical Danish entrepreneur. What do you expect from a di- typical Danish entrepreneur? Like blue uh, suits or something like that? No, I think there was also something I saw on your website or on mm-hmm. your LinkedIn profile when you were saying that you want to create a world uh, from free from boring marketing and that you want to like get out the... Law of gender? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Do, you okay. actually, do you know that law, by the way? Yeah, we know that law. And that's mm-hmm. my line of questioning. Thank you, Anna, <laughs> for ruining my... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, she wanted me to explain why she's a criminal. But don't answer any questions. Okay. Marta will ask them again. But uh, that was the explanation for you. Because, you know, mm. uh, in my head, that's something that strikes me as a bit rebellious. That's why I said that you are a little bit of a criminal. And uh, in your opinion, the Danish entrepreneurs are not criminals? I actually think that Danes in general are very law obedient. So like, uh, and I'm not not implying, Maria, that you are not law obedient. (laughs) I I should just stop now. Okay, yeah. so let's let. I mean, this this show is going all the different uh, places. But anyway, Maria is here today, Maria Voss, mm-hmm. to talk to us about five strategies to create a world free of boring marketing. And that's not criminal. That's criminal. That's absolutely amazing because marketing has gone down the drain in the last couple of you know decades. Do you I think mean, so? 
I mean, the, the traditional marketing, you know, it has really mm -hmm. like, what do you do when you see a commercial? You, well, yeah, you as you fast as it, possible, you know, yeah. you switch it off, you fast forward. I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm, when I'm watching YouTube, you have this five, four, three, two, two one, one, zero, go. go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's what I mean. Mm -hmm. That marketing has kind of, you know, that's not something that we love as mm -hmm. spectators, as viewers and so on. But a really good marketing the one that you are representing today, yeah. that's a completely different story because you don't even view it as advertisement. You mm -hmm. don't of even you not. don't feel attacked <laughs> by this and you don't feel obliged. You don't feel, you know, yeah, I guess attacked was a, was uh, a good yeah, word. It's, yeah, it's quite a good word. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I love this topic, because I actually think those new trends which you are representing here today are really here to save marketing because mm -hmm. else it would have completely gone down the drain. So great to hear that we have people with a mission yeah. to actually actually to save the world. Yeah, yeah again, so we are all three trying to save the world. See, this is really awesome. Mm -hmm. That's why I meant the, the criminal part also that for me was being against the current and I will shut up uh, for Marta to make her line of interviewing. I just wanted to remind our listeners, that you have actually heard Maria before. I don't know if you had it in your introduction, Marta. We had Maria uh, sending our, her, uh, us her voice clips for one of the live shows that we had with Jan Rezek, where we were debunking the myths of the entrepreneurship. And we asked people on LinkedIn, and five, five people actually said that they will send their voice clips and answer the questions. And we played it live here. And Jan was here commenting on it. And then Maria, who is actually, you know, from Denmark, from Colding, from the same peninsula that we are on right now, because it's not an island, I know now. Mm -hmm. uh, she, she said, OK, I was already on your show in this format of a voice clip. So why not to come and, and just be here in person? So this is our first LinkedIn guest, I think, someone who we know completely from LinkedIn. And it's definitely our first guest that we have first uh, played on the show before we actually met. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah. So it's really great to have this spin-off from the live show that we've had before. Thank you, Anna, for uh, reminding that. And Maria, we will just give you a chance to actually say who you are <laughs> <laughs> and what you are. Uh, why are you here? So yeah. tell us a few words about yourself. Okay. Well, again, my name is Maria Fuss. I am here to create a world, a better world, free from boring marketing. No more, no less. I founded a company three years ago um, with three others. Um, and we... We basically set out to do social media marketing and um, for the years we discovered that there's so much more to it than that um, and therefore I work now with content marketing and branding rather than advertisement and social media marketing. So that's that. I am 24 years old, I do believe. Uh, so I founded my company when I was 21. Wow. Um, yeah. That's, and that's really young. Some would say that. Um, <laughs> I started as a student. And now mm -hmm. I am a student still. Mm -hmm. I'm a teacher. And uh, of course, I, some would say I'm an entrepreneur. Um, and I have had the fortune to actually go out and speak on an international event about content marketing. So I am like over the moon. I'm, I'm going somewhere, I hope. Yes, you are. And we, we actually were the ones who said that you are an entrepreneur and many mm -hmm. others. So, yeah. Yeah. We confirm. So it's you're a student and a teacher. 
mm-hmm. and an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing for a 24-year-old person. And uh, also having the company running for three years, there is quite a high rate of, uh, you know, first startups actually mm. going down in the first year. So it's actually pretty amazing. It's a, it's a great success. We're impressed. Thank you. So tell us what's your story. How did you come up with setting up such a business? <laughs> But it, it's really fun. Well, I am uh, from Zealand uh, originally. And I um, traveled to uh, Kolding to study uh, design on uh, SDU. Not the design school, because in uh, in Kolding, Kolding is a UNESCO design city. Mm-hmm. So they have these really interesting um, educations that transfer from business to design. And I was I was like, I'm going there. Um, so I went to Kolding. I studied there for three months and then I was like, Fuck this! I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I can't do this. I am not uh, equipped to go to the university. I don't know how to do this. I am. Um, I, I need to have something. I need to work with stuff in real life. Um, and therefore, I started on uh, an education you can take all over the country: um, marketing and economics. And there, I met my uh, my three co-founders. Um, and basically, we started out as a student group, and we um, we were really hitting the nail on the head. We had some of the highest grades of the entire class. Um, everything we did was related to how it is now. So if we had some questions that was maybe um, a bit old, you know, if they re- uh, reused some cases, we would go out and we would actually contact, in some cases, the company and ask, what's your problem right now? How can we solve this? So uh, and then we thought, why do we make these assignments? And if it's, you know, in real time now, why why don't we give it? to these companies? Why don't we give them uh, our results and help them move along? Um, and so my uh, my partner now, Therese, said in 2016, she was like, guys, would you like to found a company? And it was in February of 2016. And in May 2016, we founded Group of Awesome Marketing, which is <laughs> the name. Um, we came up with it, uh, of course, over beers, um, on the, the local pub, Knuds where we were sitting outside and you were in the sun and it was like, this shit, this is how we're going. And our logo, it's a unicorn and we carried that throughout the entire mm-hmm. thing. So uh, we started there and um, within the, what was it, the week or so, we had our first client and and then we just went out from there and uh, our first clients are still with us. So we are really, really excited about that. Okay, um, that, that is something admirable, really. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like it's it's not only that you caught a client, you actually kept the client for three years. Three years, yeah, and we have grown, and of course we have gone so far from that time. Um, you know, we started out with a, a, an idea about how this is going to be. Um, of course, we knew that it was going to be hard, but within the first, you know, the first year, the first one of the founders was bought out um, because it's it's not easy. It's not easy to found anything and it's not easy to run a company while you're studying. Um, and depending on what kind of person you are, it's sometimes it's too hard. Uh, and it's not a bad thing to accept that uh, and move on. So that was the first one who got bought out. And then we had our exams. So we did this while we were studying. And uh, one of the other founders, he, he just burned out too. So, um, so now we too. Now we're two people, me and Therese. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, Therese actually, uh, two weeks ago, 
she uh, she, she too got uh, a bit of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So right now I'm actually running the entire thing alone. Okay. Um, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm Merry having Christmas to you. <laughs> yeah, but I was just like, oh God! And I'm as again as I told you, I am still studying, so I have to hand in my uh, my professional bachelor mm-hmm. uh, this uh, January. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I have a lot on my plate. Um, and trying to make ends meet uh, while still having amazing client and doing really, really, really interesting things. Um, so it's like juggling both my my job as a teacher on the actual school that I'm studying and uh, and still having the company and finishing my education and knowing what's the, what's going to happen in January. That's that's what's in my mind right now. So. That's quite a lot. That's yeah. quite a big thing to have on mind uh, in general. We do have to say that we meet that kind of people quite a lot here at mm-hmm. the studio, people who are juggling because people with passion, you know, you have passion for something, then you are driven and mm-hmm. then you are capable of actually connecting several things at the same time and making it happen because because you're passion driven. Exactly. So tell us a little bit about Why that topic? What's so passionate about saving the world from marketing? From marketing. Yeah. Well, again, it's our 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 why is uh, creating a better world free from boring marketing, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of two things because in one it's a better world. So we, um, me and uh, and Teresa, have a deep passion for actually doing something good for people. Um, and you know, taking care of the environment and so on, and therefore all of our clients actually do something good for for people, even if it's um, HR, human resources, um, culture. Do you do you select clients like this? Yeah, we do. So you um, actually don't work with anyone. No, I uh, who will just uh, approach you. So you make a selection of who you want to. We do. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I've said no to a lot of different people. Because I didn't believe that they, that their value proposition would fit with ours, um, and therefore I wouldn't work with them. Okay, um, now I have to say that I really see that you have a passion-driven yeah. business and that you have a mission. Because if you say no to money, mm-hmm. because it's not aligned with your business, then uh, yeah, you're legit. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you made your point now, my dear. <laughs> you well it, and we uh, of course there was people uh, in the beginning who just looked at us and were like you can't make a business out of that it's mm-hmm. not possible you have to think you have to to you know create a turnover you have to actually do the business you can't be so driven by your your value statement or your passion mm-hmm. um it's simply not possible you're doing you're making a business out of this And uh, that's I would think that is the the main difference between the generations mm. of uh, entrepreneurs um, or business owners that my generation in a large are so driven by this need for creating some kind of difference in the world that we will make this choice that we will make the choice of eating uh, oatmeal for a month. If that means that we can do some something good for another for for people in general, and so we do. So yeah, I have been living out of oatmeal for a month uh, when we started, uh, you know, and why the hell not? If it's possible, 
it's pretty amazing. And mm. uh, we can see that you are capable of doing it over longer period of time because three years, you know, you can do something like that for a couple of months or half a year or something. Uh, but when you are so yeah. driven by passion, you can also extend that period. Although I do have to say that, you know, we we many times we hear stories about the startups who are mm. failures because mm. of some reasons. But this is the first time I hear firsthand when actually the people were leaving the original squad. Of course, I know that this normally happens, yeah. but we could also say that some of your uh, co founders couldn't make it for some reasons right yeah. so uh, that's also one of those things that uh, that makes me wonder you know you started and you are still keep on going after three years but not everyone even if they had the same idea and probably they shared the same values not everyone was able to continue the journey mm. it, it's very much uh, down to what kind of personality you have i think we when we began we did a disc test do you know that yep yeah mm-hmm. Um, and so we actually found out that each one of us has pinged higher on one of these. So we had a team consisting of a dominant and what is it, an influent or some sensitive and compliant, isn't it? Yeah, like, yes. like, like that, yeah. And what we also found out that when you have uh, someone who is very emotional driven, um, in this case, it's very, very hard to keep your mind in the game and to accept the failures and to accept that things is hard. Um, also, when you are very compliant, you are very down to to be, you know, the, the details of it all. You have to work through a lot of things and you have to think about everything. And that doesn't work when you're doing, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, when you have to actually get something out in the world. You have to be able to accept that this can be a failure and it and this is not perfect and we have to make changes along and but we have to get something out now and if you have that kind of personality where that doesn't work for you th- this is probably not the game then you have to get in into uh, startups later on because our priority is to get something out there that's the first thing we need to get out something out there and we need to test it and if you're not ready for that you're not ready for being an entrepreneur it's as simple as that and that's okay because these people are good in so many ways, you know. So now I would actually like to get onto that Yante uh, law Mm -hmm. uh, because I have, of course, checked out your LinkedIn profile Mm -hmm. and your uh, company page. And you write that we notice people who make themselves noticeable. And you have embarked on a journey to help the Danes to understand, create, and utilize their personal brand through the concepts behind branding and content marketing and push the law of Yante out of the Danes so they can embrace doing things out of the ordinary. Now that's a mission. Yeah, that's beautiful, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. so of course, if you notice people who mm, are like, noticeable exactly. and at the same time, you should actually, by law, not make yourself noticeable. How mm. do you work with that? Yep. Again, it's to push that out of the Danes because the law of Yander is all about being subtle. It's all about not uh, getting people to notice you. It's all about uh, being very, what, what do you call it? when Compliant? Yeah, compliant, yes. yeah. Like we are all the same. No one is better. No one mm, is worse. Exactly, yes, am I, co- yeah. am I, because I remember this Yante laws from years, yeah. years, from probably Danish school or something when mm. they were presenting. So it's more like don't, uh, don't, don't think you're better than others. Don't try to make yourself different and so on. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, it's actually that it's uh, don't believe you are anything and don't think you know anything. Um, it's it's with that. Quite rough. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but it's also, you know, the way it it shows is in people not being able to actually stand up and say, I know this. I can mm-hmm. do this. I, I, uh, We believe in this and we can do this well. Um, it's very easy for a company, you know, when you are in, in a company that the company says that you can do this. But what I like to focus on in this case here in personal branding part is a person being able to actually stand up and say, I got this. Um, also show it. Uh, as you noticed when I walked in here, um, I have a very distinct style style yes. of clothing. She has a presence. You cannot see it because we are on the radio. But she's not only very beautiful, but also has a very... You, you do have a distinctive style. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, and that also takes guts to uh, to not only stand out in um, in a professional sense and in uh, in the things you know and stuff, but also to stand stand out visually in a crowd to make yourself noticeable. Again, um, we as people we um, when we look at a person, we of course the first hand impression is what they look like, and you have I think that you have to when you do a business and is an entrepreneur or is a CEO or something like that. And if you want to make a statement and you want to get people to notice you, you have to also do that in real life. So that's what I'm working on here is not only making people uh, actively focus on uh, on making themselves noticeable online, but also in real life. Mm-hmm. So. I actually just will make one small remark here. Mm-hmm. You are dressed in black, but you do have a jewelry. You have a very distinctive makeup and you have uh, airbands and so on. Yeah. But in Denmark, actually, this is true. People wear usually the same palette of colors. It's mm-hmm. black, white, gray and some beige. It, whenever you wear more colorful clothes, people actually notice you straight away. So I, I do have to say that visually Denmark it's, doesn't have diversity of, of, of ma- there is no mm. much di- diversity actually on the streets. No, not at all. If you go, uh, I love Berlin. I've just been to Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you go there, you can see your know, people are so much more bold. They are. Yeah. They are really, really into making, you know, a statement every day when they walk out the door. Um, and it's not like that in Denmark. In Denmark, we still have, even though we don't really refer to the law of Yende at all. And I guess if you talk to anyone, they would say, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, I, I am something. Um, but still, they, you have a very, you know, very bland and very, um, a little bit scared of standing too much out. But that's not really strange when you're from a country that's small, I think. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Uh, so you want to bring a bit more Berlin to yeah. Denmark. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, a bit more expressionism, a bit more also in companies. Um, when I work with marketing, I, I go in and I say, okay, how can we make this something people notice? How can we create the pink cow? Um, also, if it's HR, which I work with a lot, you tend to have um, that very, you know, it's blue and it's round and it's soft and everyone needs to like you and stuff like that. But can we push that? Can we make an HR company noticeable by changing the rules here and uh, and uh, applying this to you know to a specific target group? Where because all all companies in some sense need an HR division. We all work with people, right? Yeah. Um, but all companies aren't the same. 
So why the hell should an HR company look the same all around? It doesn't make sense. That's a very good point, actually. Yeah. So... Yeah, so definitely a really bold statement also to have mm. on your LinkedIn profile and especially in Denmark. Uh, <laughs> yeah, especially at least you're an insider. I mm. think it would be uh, even more risky for people outside, you know, um, yeah. foreigners trying to make such a statement. Yeah, yeah, like a professional suicide or something. <laughs> have you ever had any people reacting to that statement and talking to you about that? Um, yeah, definitely. Of course, I have people reacting to my statement in general. Uh, I and also, as you know, I am not. I, I don't have a problem with stating stuff. Mm. <laughs> we have noticed. Yes. 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 Um, and uh, and of course, when we started the company and founded the company, and I brought this into it, um, we went uh, up to a board actually um, that should that was there to validate our company because we started it as students. We had to have a board inside the the school to validate the company so we could have our own internships and stuff like that. And there was this guy in, in the board and he just sat there and he was wearing, you know, having a white shirt, the blue suit, um, just looking like every other middle-aged white man in a board. <laughs> and he looked at me and, he, and at us and he just said, like, you can't be serious. This doesn't feel serious to me. Why are you doing this? It feels childish. Actually, he used the word childish. Really? Um, yeah, about our our presentation because, as you see, there's a unicorn and, and there's colors, and we are not as afraid to to sit with a beer and talk marketing and have a camera filming it, um, which would be, in some way, considered, you know, not professional. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Taking that from there, of course, we had the same kind of reaction just last time when I did the the Friday beer uh, thing where I talked about Black Friday. I was sitting with the beer because we always do. And I actually actively have people writing me and uh, asking, you know, this is not professional. You shouldn't be sitting there drinking. What what do you think? Uh, what do the companies think about this? Could you do it any differently? Don't you think about how you look to others? So, yeah. I think we are in this transition mm. uh, right now in the world from the from treating your work and business and corporations as and companies where it's super professional and everything has to be by the book and by the rules mm. and we have to behave in a certain way and play se- certain roles and then we have the new generations bringing come on, people, we also want to have fun yeah. and we also want to be ourselves and as I watch that transition as and as I am a part of that transition myself it's so amazing because sometimes you sit with a group of people and you will actually have this one person saying like wow this is so cool this is so great we can have fun again and then mm. you can have this person saying like but that's completely childish mm. we need more seriousness here yeah you need and, a suit yeah <laughs> but ladies mm-hmm. we are um, soon finalizing the first episode of and that we talk. haven't made any any uh, strategies yet well I have to say that uh, you had a really fantastic story I just had mm. to listen and I'm sorry for that but it's just uh, you know you are an insider it's so interesting to listen to someone who is inside and try to break the rules of culture and business from the yeah. inside I it's just it's it's a fascinating half an hour for me so definitely and it was actually my uh, 
purpose because I knew that the story is so interesting and I definitely wanted to dig in in that story to the law of Yante. Mm. And I also wanted to speak a little bit about this transition. But I would, however, like to give a taster to mm-hmm. our listeners, because I think the headlines that Maria has uh, prepared for us are very also different and really making a statement. So I think that uh, is a really the best teaser of itself <laughs> to actually encourage our listeners to listen to the second part. So Maria, tell us what are the five strategies to save the world from boring marketing? Well, the headlines. Why are you even here? Who the fuck are you talking to? But all the others are, yeah, no. Um, what's the worst idea you have? And the last one, fuck shit up. That sounds like you are a criminal. And this is what I <laughs> meant at the beginning of the episode. No, but uh, the, the, good pa- the good news is mm-hmm. in our radio, we can use the explicit language and also in the yeah, postcard. Yeah, I f- completely forgot no. about that. <laughs> I was just no. like, we, we have received that in a, in a advance. We would tell mm-hmm. you, so no worries. You can fuck and shit and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, oh my God, maybe not here, <laughs> Like, but you can use those uh, words. Yeah, perfect. So that was the first episode and the part two will continue. So thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. You are listening to You've Got Five Options radio show, where we hopefully convinced you that five indeed is a magic number. To catch up with our previous programs, apply to be our guest, send us your life challenge, or just to see how do we really look like, visit our website, the5options.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will come for more. That's all, folks!